Welcome to Fraser 365. This week, we're hearing from members of our prayer ministry who are sharing with us some important thoughts about the spiritual discipline of prayer as we enter the season of Lent. Day four is read by Kay Goggins. Today's devotional is about unexpected forgiveness. And the scriptures we're using are Psalm 139, 23 through 24. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. John 3, 16 and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall never perish but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. Colossians 3, 12-14 Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if anyone has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them together, all together in perfect unity. John 8, 2 through 11. At dawn, he, and that's Jesus, appeared in the temple courts where all the people gathered around him, and he sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now, what do you say? They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, Let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this, those who heard began to go away one at a time, the older ones first, until only Jesus was left with the woman standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I, Jesus declared. Go now and leave your life of sin. Can you imagine how the teachers of the law and the Pharisees felt? They knew and taught God's Word. They had memorized God's Word. But instead of recognizing the fulfillment of Scripture found in God's Son, Jesus, they felt threatened by Him. They were driven to seize or destroy Him. They thought nothing of dragging this adulterous woman in front of an accusing crowd and exposing her sin to all there. For some reason, they didn't include the man who had committed adultery with her, as the law dictated. Leviticus 20.10 says, If a man commits adultery with another man's wife, with the wife of his neighbor, both the adulterer and the adulteress are to be put to death. John 8.6 says that in an effort to trap Jesus so they could accuse him, they informed him that the woman had been caught in adultery, and that in the law Moses commanded that she be stoned. Then they had asked him, Now what do you say? Can you imagine how the woman felt? She was dragged before her accusers, humiliated with her sin exposed. Perhaps she saw no way out and thought her death was imminent. She certainly felt guilt and shame. She probably thought that from that moment forward, she would be labeled as that adulterous woman, that is, if she lived through this experience. 
But how does Jesus respond to this trap? He does something quite unexpected. He bends over and writes in the dirt with his finger. The Bible doesn't say what he writes. Can you imagine what the teachers of the law and the Pharisees thought then? There's great power in stillness and quiet. Teachers often use quiet or a pause to give students a moment to think, to gain control of their behaviors. And Jesus is the best teacher ever. Perhaps Jesus wanted the accusers to pause and reflect. Perhaps he wanted the woman to pause and reflect. But the teachers of the law and the Pharisees continued to question him. So Jesus straightened up and said to them, Let any of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Then Jesus stooped down again and wrote in the sand. I wonder if the teachers of the law and the Pharisees remembered when Isaiah said, We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us have turned to our own wicked way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. I wondered if they realized they were trying to trap the very Son of God who would carry that iniquity on the cross for all of us, forgiving us of our sins. One by one, from the oldest to the youngest, the teachers of the law and the Pharisees left. I wonder if they were reflecting on and convicted by their own sinful behavior as they left. It's interesting that the older teachers of the law and the Pharisees left first, They may have been more familiar with their sins and how far they fell short of God's law than the younger teachers and the Pharisees. Imagine how the woman felt then, alone before the very Son of God. This certainly hadn't gone the way she might have expected. Jesus asked her where her accusers were and if anyone had condemned her, and she responded, No one, sir. How huge Jesus' next statement was then neither do I condemn you. Go now and end your life of sin. Jesus, the fulfillment of God's law, did not ignore her sin but acknowledged it. The woman who just moments before stood terrified and humiliated before a crowd that wanted her stoned walked away from her sin, shame, guilt, and death. John 3, 16 and 17 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God didn't send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. The woman caught in adultery, facing condemnation and death, instead (laughs) received forgiveness and life. The woman, surrounded by accusers and treated like a pawn earlier, walked away from her sin, having received God's great love instead. How can we respond to this lesson on forgiveness from John? Colossians 3, 12-14 says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, Forgive as the Lord forgave you, and over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. May we live this verse out. Some questions to ponder are, where do I need to see others as Jesus does and extend forgiveness instead of condemnation? Are there areas of my own life where I need to stop condemning myself and walk in Christ's forgiveness? Where do I need to search my own heart for sins instead of seeing the sins of others? 
Are there sins in my life that I need to walk away from? And with whom do I need to share God's gift of forgiveness that they may have a new life? Let's pray. Precious Lord, King of Kings, Redeemer and Friend, we praise you for you don't treat us as our sins deserve. Instead of wrath, you give forgiveness and mercy. Thank you, Lord, for your great sacrifice for me. Thank you for your grace. Please, Lord, search me and show me where I sin, where I fall short, where I'm like that adulterous woman. Please, Lord, help me to walk worthy of your calling. Help me each and every day to walk in the power of your Holy Spirit and not in my flesh. Father, give me eyes to see and perceive all that you would have me to, ears to hear and listen to all that you would say, and a heart that fervently follows you. Please, Lord, may I see those around me who might not know you, and may I share your forgiveness with them. Please, Lord, open doors for the gospel to go out. May I love others if you have loved me. In the name above all names, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.